Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hi, my name is Madeline Chan, and I am here talking uh, about my version of... Oh, can I start again? Oh my God, I've done it wrong. Okay, I said again. Ah. Hi. My name is Madeline Chan, and you are watching my episode of Talking Heads on the immensely wonderful and ever-evolving USA Global TV and Radio. And I am I'm super happy to be here and to be talking about my favorite subject, my passion, um, about my creative heart, about being a singer and a songwriter. And my aim today in my talk to you is about helping to A, identify your creative heart if you're a singer or a songwriter, how to express that, and also how to um, express it into the media so that you release your song or your material or your brand and on a cheap budget with high-end returns. How are we going to do that? Okay, well, let me first rewind a little bit and tell you a little bit about myself. Um, I'm an awarded um, singer-songwriter. I am now 52. I've been practicing my art of singing and songwriting, especially singing, since the age of, let's say, like 20, more professional. Um, I've had, I've been signed to uh, independent labels, independent record labels, and I was signed uh, more to um, a, a single deal on a more um, bigger record label. Now, the thing is, what I want to talk to you about is that it takes a lot of money as far as the record industry and the music industry and the management in the record industry say to launch an artist and yes it does if you want to become a number one um billboard top artist of course it's going to cost a lot of money why because you need um first of all you need to go into the studio and have um the producer the songwriters um work the song and then you need it to be engineered and mastered from then on you need more of the promotion so you need um, a photographic um session and um all this costs money and there's all the expenses of traveling to the uh, the studio there's all these normal day-to-day -day expenses then the expenses of a music video and then all the people that are in the video and then all the expenses on the day of shooting the video. And then the most important is when you need money, where once you have the song and the music video, you then need what you call the pluggers, radio pluggers. 
Now, what they do is they take your song and they go to all the radio stations, which they already have on their database, all the radio um, stations within um, a national area and international. And what they do, they say, hey, you've got to listen to this song. So the DJs on that particular show says, okay, I'll give it a spin and I'll let you know. But then it's a case of the pluggers receive money and the DJs and the radio station receive money. So everything is at a, a high end. I mean, it costs so much. For example, my single, um, Follow Love, which was filmed in Malta, and it was filmed by a very successful film director, Derek Hanlon. I was signed uh, by Dead Brilliant Management, which was Rocco Buenvino, who is behind um, big artists such as Al Pacino, bringing him to London, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, John Travolta, big up and personal audiences with big A celebrities. Uh, plus, he's also um, helped a lot of artists out there as well, um, singing artists. Anyway, he said, you know what, you you really deserve your own single out there. So we got together with a dance production company called Soul Shaker. Now, these guys are phenomenally big. They really are um, so established in that area of dance. And that was the area for this single, Follow Love. And what happened then was um, all contracts were signed and it was £15,000 was put in to follow love to ensure that follow love was a top 10 hit. And it was. It was number seven in the Billboard charts. Now, the Billboard charts... Um, it's like the top 40 in the UK. Um, and that's what it is. And I was next to David Guetta and uh, Paramore, who's a big established artist. And David Guetta is a, a massive dance DJ artist. And he features a lot of A-list singers, performers um, on his records. Um, hugely global selling. And um, what happened was as soon as my song was um, produced, mastered, because you need your song to be mastered. You can't just have it mixed. You need it mastered to give it that professional quality. And sorry, I'm going off track here, but radio stations will not play songs that are not being mastered properly it's detrimental to their station and detrimental to their reputation so um everybody needs to be a winner and the only way is if you um you know if 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 you get your songs mastered but anyway going back to the story so when we got the song um mastered follow love it was then soul shaker that decided the only way because it's a dance song we needed um, six, um, six remixes. Now, remixes would go into what you call the clubs. So you've got Ibiza, you've got all the clubs, you've got all, all the clubs around England and uh, outside international. Because songs 
when you do a single, you need these remixes. That's what they're called. And what they do, the remix, they take the original song, they break it up a little bit and put their own beats to it. Um, their own sounds, their own beats, whether it might be electronic or it might be more uh, jungle, which is more a faster paced dance song. So the DJ who were doing the remixing um, put their own style into it using parts of the original song, but mainly also keeping that chorus, the hook line of a song, intact. So um, there were six um, remixes. There was the cool dub mix. There was the uh, there was the ank remix of um, uh, uh, Follow Love. So with that, Follow Love went into the clubs. So it was spinning. It was you 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 were you were climbing up the charts because each week each DJ on their show they have to put what is in their top playlist. Then that top playlist is then sent to like um, a monitor and they monitor and then they, they it's like a voting system really. And they gather this and um, they see what is the top, the top selling or the top playing, top heard type of thing. And then they compile it into a list. Um, so at the end of the day, those radio pluggers did this, did push um, Follow Love because they were paid a, a handsome amount. I don't know the actual amount, but uh, an amount that they are comfortable with and that they're able to promote the song and plug it. So that's why you need radio pluggers. Radio pluggers, the promotion and the marketing of an artist is far more expensive than actually going into production with the song. From the writing, from pre-production, to actually recording, to engineering, mixing and mastering. Um, marketing and radio plugging is a vast expense. So that's why Follow Love went to number seven in the top billboard charts. And um, from there, um, it also went on as the European Dance Award People's Nomination Choice, People's Choice winner as well. So it really did its rounds. It did well because there was a lot of money put in there, but also number one, because it was a good song. It was a very, very good song. It was, first of all, it was going for the style that it was meant for. We decided it's a dance song we needed. Therefore, we had to bring on people, a production team that were experts in their field of dance production and also had a few successes under their belt. Henceforth, 15K. Yep, that's a lot of money. And um, yeah, so it's it's not like everybody can just spend 15K on promoting a song. But then again, you get stories of where people um, mix something in their bedroom with um, their own um, software 
and their own um, inspiration and ideas and creativity. And um, those songs, um, suddenly um, an A&R scout or someone from a record label listens to it and says, wow, I'm going to take that on. But let's talk about that on another um, chat, another um, episode. Um, but let's stick to at the moment. Um, so if you want to get out there as an artist, um, I'm now, the reason why I'm doing this episode is, yeah, I did the big thing. I have people that invested in me and it was wonderful. It was a great experience. Um, but I felt after all this, what I learned, what I went through in my heart, because I always follow my heart, I was thinking, what happens to those people that um, just want to um, put out a song and just see where it goes? Um, but because when you are learning your art of singing and songwriting, you are not going to be signed up immediately. There are no... Um, uh, night, what do they call it? Um, when people um, achieve, um, they're, they're, they're like success in that night, but but that's not it. That's not, it's true. It's not true because there's so much production going on behind the scenes for years and years. And also mentally, you've got to be prepared. You have to prepare, be prepared for when you um, have rejections. And honestly, in this record music industry, there's so many people that are high end and um, established, but there are also some people that are power control. And it's not so much about your song or your creativity anymore. It's more about what they're bringing to the table the how they see the dream rather than including you so um that is the drawback if you get signed up by a big production team and they mold you you become a puppet and i know about puppets because i was actually when i was about 23 24 i was part of um a pop group called steps and um our music was produced and um, it was in, um, in lion dance, pop, very commercial pop lion dance kind of market. And um, I had to go for the interview because the interview was on in a newspaper. You see, there's another way for you to be an artist. You could go where you go for the manufactured. The manufactured is where you follow, where there is advertisements for example, at the time, there was um, the television, the TV and tele the, the television and, uh, times today, basically, and this, um, the stage. It was called the stage. Sorry, I remembered the stage. And there, record labels or even um, um, musicals would um, advertise for singers or actors and actresses, it was known for this. 
So there is another way to be an artist out there. And that would be if you go along that channel. Now, I have been so blessed to be given that experience, not that I went through the whole process of it, but enough to make me realize that this was not the journey for me. Basically, I was part of a, a boy and girl group called Steps. Think of ABBA, but it's a boy, you know, and uh, that's the kind of style of the, the songs, but ABBA mixed with line dancing, country line dancing. Anyway, I, um, I, I did, I applied and I had to go for an audition. An audition is basically when you have to go and sing or dance and show them what you can do and to see whether you fit the bill of what they're looking for, for their project. So I did that. And I remember I sang um, I Don't Want a Lover by Texas uh, back in the 90s. And um, what happened was um, they asked me at the time, they said, so are you into line dancing? And I said, no, no, no. I, I like I like pop dancing. I like him. You know, I'm Madonna. I, I'm more into this kind of style. And they go, oh, okay. Anyway, um, then we had to learn this line dance as well because we needed to know how to do the lasso. Uh, anyway, and what happened then is two days later, I get a call. Um, you've been selected for uh, Steps, a boy and girl band. Um, and we're going to start rehearsing the next month. So manufactured basically means you get together with other members of your group, yeah, of the pop group, and basically you spend nearly all your time with them um, and you get to know each other. Um, you also have to learn how to become more professional in a confidence performance way as well because we were rehearsing oh, two or three times a week in Surrey a, a place in in the UK in the countryside and um, we were also told how to be acting as well how we're supposed to act so therefore I was told because I I'm oriental Eurasian I was told that I have to represent um, being Oriental and therefore I haven't to really say much, but I've just got to have the, um, the quaint demure of an Oriental girl, not, not knowing. I mean, it's, it was very, um, was very wrong at the time and it is wrong. It wasn't wrong at the time, but now it is considered wrong. Definitely. Um, but you're young and you want to get on with, with it. So so we were told basically to be something that we're not. And then I was told that we're not going to sing live. Now, live for me is the essence. So I was told not to sing live. I was told I'm going to um, uh, just lip sync. And lip sync meaning that you listen to the song and you just mime to the song. Now, the problem with me is that I really am a lousy lip syncer. Oh my God. I Honestly, I have got to say it. I tried and I rehearsed again and again and again. And I was like, I was always delayed. It was, I could never get it. And I'm just wondering, and I kept asking myself, 
why can't I get this? What's going on? And I got like this little voice saying to me, because you're meant to be live. You're meant to sing live, not mine, not lip sync. You are alive. You need to be live with your voice. You need to bring that through. That's all I got was the um, understanding of it. So anyway, it came to where we had to do a show for um, Jean-Luc Picard from Star Trek, Patrick Stewart. And he was at the time, he's a, I don't know whether he still is, but he was a lover of line dancing. So we were at a place called Fairfield Hall in Croydon. And um, there was Dexy, my friend. Um, he was in there. And there was uh, Mitch and myself and H and Lisa. And uh, H and Lisa are the original of Steps. And they're still in Steps. And they're, they're, they're doing really well, extremely well. And I, have, I, I, I find them amazing, absolutely amazing. And how, well, how strong they've kept together. Um, anyway, it came to when we were performing and we had to lip sync. And we had to have her backs to the audience and we had to turn. And then, oh my gosh, just, um, I missed my cue. And I knew this was not my path. I knew then I have to sing live on all conditions and all matters. I have to be live. I have to sing with my voice in real time. So, that's the thing. I mean, there's perks of being in a manufactured band. You know, you're gonna you're gonna be famous. You're gonna be famous, absolutely. You know, you're gonna be in the tabloids. You're gonna want people wanting a piece of you, or whatever. And uh, but there's also the come down of it as well. And if you are not, if you are manufactured and you're doing this for fame and not your creative heart, meaning. You don't actually like the songs, but you're doing it because you're going to be famous and you're going to get a big bank balance. There comes a time in life when a big wake up call comes through. So from my experience of being in a manufactured pop band to then having the experience of um, getting a single, having a single deal, 15K put into it. Oh, and also I was also signed to an independent label now independent labels give you more freedom they actually sign you not on a manufactured basis but because you really are a gifted songwriter and singer and what you have already built what you call a fan base you already have listeners you've already got people attending your gigs your concerts your festivals so um, independence, a lot of people um, that go out with their own songs end up being um, signed to independence. Um, so I've had that privilege to be signed to Encompass Records, which is a small record label, but they were able to, I was able to write, I was able to do songwriting um, on my songs, co-writes with um, producers, and which was wonderful. That was the freedom I was allowed. Now, if you are manufactured, you are not allowed that freedom. You are the front of it. And as far as you have the team, 
behind you that write everything, that decide on your image, that decide what your personality is going to be, that decide even as far as if you really are a big manufactured successful band, they will do your press officer as well, where they will arrange certain um, events for you to attend or certain people have to go out with people or be seen with people. It's all mass globalization of marketing, which worked. It works, it worked, but it's slowly decreasing because, because people want more. They want to identify their own creativeness. They want their own song out there. They want their own words. <clears throat> so this is what we are, um, this is what I would like to talk about, about my episodes on Talking Heads. I gave you these examples because I want you to know I'm not trying to put you off from being a manufactured. Absolutely not. If that is your destiny, if that is your passion, go ahead and become that, but live to the fullest of becoming that. I'm just outlining in this first episode about the different ways of um, going out there as a performer, as far as the music industry, as far as the singer. So I wanted to, to show you this and show you a little bit about my background as well. Um, so the next episode of Talking Heads, which is on USA Global TV and Radio, will be about how we can identify our creativity, our creative voice. And anybody that wants to, has always had the desire to sing or have a song out there that they want to express and put into words and learn songwriting, you are going to learn this and come on this journey with me. And my, my greatest passion in life right now is to help people who want to be singers, who want to put their voice out into their songwriting, who want their own song out there. Just, you know, uh, on, on all the um, Spotify, uh, iTunes, all the platforms and have a music video out there and just have the little victories, which when you achieve your little victories, your little victories become your big victories, then your bigger victory. I believe in life. It is about experiencing our creative heart to the fullest. So we have, yeah, I've got a song out there. Yeah, I'm learning this and doing this, doing this. So I've got this. And to say that you've got a song out there, it means that you're listening to what you want your dream to be. And you don't need 15K. You don't need that. You really don't. And I'm going to show you a way where through my journey and the people, and it's proven, and the artists that I've worked with, with help, who, who some of them weren't even singers to begin with, but they were wanting to be a singer. They so wanted that dream to be having their song out there. So I'm going to show you this journey. And it's going to be exciting. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be eye-opening. 
it's gonna be a whole shocker but you know what my dream is for everyone to manifest their creative hearts in the highest potential in the on a budget but receive a high-end performance a high-end receiving from their audience high-end marketing you don't have to pay this 15k and it's proven and it's shown so stay stick with me stick with me honestly you know i'm i can i really want to help so many people and for anyone a that want to sing and have, and and they have that burning passion to sing but they're going oh but you know i'm not a professional singer and you know excuse 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 or fear 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 we're going to obliterate that and we're going to connect you to your inner soul voice which when your voice your inner voice starts talking to you there is no going back and you're going to love it and then i also i'm reaching out to people who our singers love to sing on the circuit but they don't have their own song and they've been wanting to express themselves in their own song or learn the art of songwriting from um, not from a musician's point of view because I'm not a musician I don't play an instrument but my instrument is my voice and so next week next episode sorry of Talking Heads I will talk about the different artists that I have shown and then I will then then we will begin the journey of the many different sections of how I can help you. Just reach out to me. You can find me. Um, it's um, Madeline Carol Chan at gmail.com. That's Madeline M-A-D-A-L-E-N-E Carol C-A-R-O-L Chan C-H-A-N at gmail.com. You can find me on my website, madeline-chan.com. You can find me on Facebook, Madeline Chan. You can find me, honestly, and I always believe when you want to find someone, when you want to find information, there's something that's in you that leads you to where and magnetizes you to where you need to go. So listen to your heart, everyone. Yeah, I know that's Roxette's song. Thank you, Roxette. Woo! But honestly, follow your heart, listen to your heart, lead by your heart, and it will open your creative heart. So please reach out to me. And um, I've thoroughly enjoyed um, talking to you, and I really want to hear more from you all. I really want this to be my mission. I think that the more people that will bring their creative hearts out, that will manifest their dreams where they didn't feel it was possible in a creative area, the world will be a much happier place. So tune in next time. My name is Madeline Chan, and you're hearing uh, my version, my episode on Talking Heads on the wonderful platform of USA Global TV and Radio. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.